All right, hello, and welcome to another episode of Real Rants, and this night, tonight, welcome to Fright Night. We're here with, uh, I'm Alec Davis, as always, here with... A bad Peter Cushing impersonator. Mr. Jeff. And Mr. Jeff is filling in for the wonderful B this evening. He couldn't be with us. He's dead again. Um, actually, but- actually, he's out, you know, saving the universe, and he's gonna come home with a nice, healthy bag of justice. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as I said, welcome, um, Fright Night. We're doing the original 1985 uh, versus the 2011 debacle with Colin Farrell and. David Tennant, and good God, is there a lot to talk about here. <laughs> um, I'm going to open up the floor to the person who suggested we do this episode, Mr. Jeff. Hello. Um, I think a good way to start off is to kind of do a brief recap of each movie. Um, they really don't change the formula in the remake, so I don't think I need to do it twice. Uh, essentially, it's just about uh, your normal kid who uh, notices a new neighbor moves in next door. However, he sees very peculiar, unusual things, which gets him to think something's up. And the more he starts investigating slash voyeurism, uh, he discovers that the guy is a vampire. And he tries desperately to stop his nefarious schemes. Uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Spooky rear window. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yep. By the by, the way, one thing I do want to point out uh, in the new one is okay. the the main character, uh, Charlie Brewster, is the yeah. the main character's name in both of them. But the kid who plays him in the remake, I've only seen him in two movies, and in both movies, his character's name is Charlie. <laughs> well, uh, that and Charlie Bartlett, the worst case of typecasting ever. <laughs> we got <laughs> something named Charlie. Get him in there. <laughs> Typecasted by name. By name. That's all because he plays Kyle Reese in the in that new Terminator Salvation movie that came out, and he also oh, plays yeah. Chekhov in the new Star oh, Trek shit, universe. That's right, yeah. he is Chekhov. Uh, yeah, it's Ant- okay, so it's Anton Yelchin. Yeah, you've seen him. Oh, well, he finally broke him. away from it. Um, <laughs> I did not see Terminator Salvation. No, but you saw the new Star Trek. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh God, yes. Yeah. Um, you mean uh, jizzing on lens flares? <laughs> God damn, J.J. Abrams, please don't fuck up Star Wars. Don't make it lens f- flare spectacular. Funny you should mention that. We did bring it up in Super 8 how, like, we said, thought that was, like, a good thing. Like, oh, he's, like, doing, like, the old Super 8 cameras where, like, it would pick up light and it would go fucking crazy. Yeah. And, like, we thought that was aesthetic, but apparently he uses it in everything. It's yeah. like, well... <laughs> he just got lucky on that one. <laughs> yeah, he kind of really banked luck on that one. He's yeah. just flare happy. But mm-hmm. back to Fright Night. Yes. Yeah. Um... All right, so one of the one of the big things I pe- I picked up on is I'd never seen Fright Night before you had suggested we do this episode. Um, so I went about this morning watching the first one. I marathoned them both. I watched the first one and then the second one immediately afterwards. I just finished it before recording. Um, but I'm I'm watching the first episode and we get to the part where they introduce the uh, the vampire expert whose name is Peter Vincent. And I swear to God, the way the dude is dressed in the original one, I'm half expecting him to introduce himself as Helsing. Yeah. He's got the old, like, Sherlock Holmes cloak, tr- <laughs> uh, like, coat thing going on with, like, the shoulder pads that hang down to his knees. Yeah. And, like, the fucking ascot and, like, the medallions and shit. And I'm just like, my God. <laughs> When's this guy gonna pull out a steak launcher? Which, <laughs> he does it. 
in the wish. remake. That would have been awesome. In the remake, he pulls out the fucking <laughs> the steak revolver that looks like Big Baby from Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, actually, I kind of the outfit that is very uh, uh, good at <clears throat> description of it. Um. He just looks like an authentic vampire slayer you would see in like the. 70s and 80s uh, vampire films. Um, um, I think even the Golden Age. I think the the whole purpose of it was. Um, I'm gonna kind of borrow slash paraphrase Angry Video Game Nerd's testimony on when he did it for his Cinemasker movie countdowns that he does every October. Right. Um. He said that it was the first movie vampire movie in the 80s that was trying to break away from the period pieces like the Dracula remakes or the Peter Cushing uh Christopher Lee ones where it was trying to be all around like the Victorian turn of the century where they all had traditionalist uh formal clothing and the like and they wanted to kind of take some of that like the old school rules and some of like the motifs and they wanted to bring it to modern day so that's why you have like this mix of like club scenes and kids with like cut off punker t-shirts with you know traditionalist methods of stakes and crucifixes and this guy who continually dresses as his old movie character yeah which kind of what it kind of fits though because like you said he the the character of peter vincent in the uh the 85 version uh you know he's he's a guy who played numerous roles as the vampire slayer. So the thing is, is the guy is like in this movie is currently washed up. He he is no longer making those movies, but he's still riding on the coattails of it by hosting you know your typical horror night uh, TV series, which they don't sadly do that anymore today these days but i remember them back freaking hell in the 90s they were doing that oh yeah like elvira like that kind of crap so i mean it kind of makes sense what what doesn't make sense though is that when they're like finally convinced him at the end of the movie like oh come help us slay you know uh jerry the vampire it's like he dresses in it's like really you think that's gonna help you wearing a big heavy coat and limit limited movement do you think this guy's gonna be like oh this is great you're your coat is not practical. I love the, I love the fact that he's that he wears like the periods get up when he's on the show and everything like that. It just yeah. it adds to the character development of it. But for Christ's sake, dude, yeah. that's just not practical for actual vampire hunting. I know. He even says it himself. Like it's not real. It's like you just told me you believe in it. I was lying. <laughs> Let me like, wear this same outfit for the next yeah. week and a half. I only have one wardrobe, and this is it. I've been wearing it for thirty years. Let me have it. That's really. What his character seems like in the original is that he's just immersed with the residue of his roles, and he's kind of like accumulated all these posters and props and stuff, and that's like kind of like what he takes home with him, and that's like all his costumes are like his actual clothing, like he like he pulls out a fucking smoking jacket out of nowhere, like when he's talking to Amy and Ed in the original when they come to like ask him to help. He's yeah. the Jeff Convince. Bridges of vampire hunting. Yeah. <laughs> he just wears his wardrobe home and keeps it. Yeah. Because <laughs> he don't give a fuck. He even like has like the prop mirrors, like the entire trunk. Like he, he, that guy was a pro smuggler. Oh yeah. I, it, it was just it was just enough ridiculous to qualify for the comedy aspect because it is marketed as a comedy horror which Very well yeah um the original i didn't get that much like well i mean we're making a lot of jokes about it but the the, the original is a very solid well movie. i'm not laughing <laughs> not yet i will be i will fuck you <laughs> oh i'm going to fuck you like a steak 
through the heart. Is that a steak? <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> what of it? Um, but no, I, I think the I think the original is a really solid movie. It, I guess you it still counts as a as a comedy well, in that like mid eighties esque like. Not fun, ha-ha, funny, but situationally humorous type of thing. Yeah, exactly. It, it's 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 got comedy, but it's a product of its time. It's comedy relies solely on the campiness. It's, right. it's all camp. It's not like the uh, the remake where it's, it's, it's the things they're saying, the things they're the doing. Jokes. They actually have jokes. In, in the original, it's campy. Like, for instance, it's not outright funny, but watching it, I was laughing because it's like, how ridiculous is it? So... In the original, you know, once uh, the vampire realizes, wow, this kid next door is being a royal pain in my ass. He's, he's harassing me, sending me cops over. Although, good job, uh, Charlie, for uh, saying that, oh, yeah, he's a vampire during, to the detective. That was really pro of him. But anyways, yeah. um, so, when, you know, when he realizes I'm going to intimidate him, get him to back off, you know, he goes over to the house. He instantly gets the whole, the mother invites him in, so now he can come and go as he pleases. And so that night, it's like, oh, this is his... Great opportunity to get this kid. So what does he do? Well, he can't very well go in the guy's room because he nailed the door, the window shut. So he goes to the mother's room. There she is, completely helpless, sleeping. He ignores her. He walks to the door, which was a great scene because they actually did the whole big mirror and couldn't see him in it, which, you know, for 85, that's impressive. And then, you know, he goes through, he goes to the kid's room, and then he's not there yet because he's like, I don't know, getting a drink or something. I forget what he was doing. Um, Fucking masturbating. Probably. It's like pre-internet porn. Um, but uh, he goes into the room where the kid's not there yet because he wandered off. And what does he do? He hides in his fucking closet. I mean, that's just stupid as hell, but big it's bad, funny. Big bad vampire able to crush walls and throats with his with his fingertips. And he has to hide in the closet, closet to wait yeah. for this kid. So the kid comes in. Sure enough, he goes right to the window, which is like opposite wall of the closet. So his back is to it. So you see the whole... The closet door opens. He starts wandering out. I'm just like, like before that, when it was like five minutes before the kid walked into his room, was he just like sitting there in the closet going like, Hee, "This is gonna be great. I'm gonna scare him so good. Oh my god. Oh, I'm gonna kill this fucking kid. I'm gonna kill him dead. <laughs> Why yeah. didn't he just kill him there? That's the he wor- didn't. That's the worst part. He's he had him. In, he had his throat in his hand. He's just like. And that's when he starts the negotiations. And then he's like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to push you out this window. And then I'm sitting there and I was like, is he going to throw him out the window or is he going to hold him there and shut the window full of goddamn nails, nails on the yeah. kid's throat? How many different way opportunities are you going to give this guy to kill this kid? And he doesn't do it. And he's he, the laziest vampire. He gets taken out with a pencil to the wrist. I know. Which, it doesn't even kill him. He's just like, he gets phased a little bit. But then once he kind of snaps out of it, does he go like, all right, I'm going to fuck you up, kid. No, he's like, going away now. Kids, kids, just like yeah, enjoy that Christ wound. I mean, yeah, he he fucking had him. He grabbed him by the throat. He has him against the wall. Does he kill him then? No, he goes, leave me alone. I'm a vampire. You're hurting my feelings. Leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. And he's like, and he whips out the cross. He's like, bad call. And then he gets a pencil. He's like, you've defeated me tonight. You have won the battle, the but battle. you have not won the war. <laughs> I find it to be really ridiculous how, I mean, maybe it's just he likes watching it. Like, it's just something like he just turns his brain off and enjoys it. But for, it was a glaring plot hole in the first one. Like, how he just sits there and he watches these movies. And then he goes to his friend Ed and he's like, alright, how do I kill a vampire? It's like, 
I'm sorry, but didn't you, like, through fucking osmosis or, like, background radiation of, like, just watching this or even listening to it, don't you pick up, like, an iota of any kind of lore that's being talked about? Like, oh, my God, yeah. Like, are you that retarded? Like, yeah. I, I, I know that, like, I'll watch shitty movies or just be listening to stuff or, like, be sitting in on people playing video games, but I pick up shit from that. Like, I'll pick up minor things from it. Yeah, I'm not, like, sucked into it with my full attention, but it's like, I don't know. Maybe he was just too busy trying to get into fucking Amy's suspender shorts. <laughs> who but knows? Like, I mean, Marcy Darcy, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's who that was? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even think it was Mrs. Darcy. Yeah, Mary's Children. <laughs> fucking A. Um, but, Dad, that... She was hot. That would, yeah, I know, right? That didn't... That that bothered me. It was like... Did you get a boner <laughs> over Marcy Darcy? Yeah. Oh, God, what have I become? Um, well, there was that, but no, I, I just, I didn't get that whole thing. He's, this kid spends, Charlie in the original spends all this time watching, uh, fucking Peter Vincent on TV. And they even say that in the beginning, like they're making out on the floor and she bolts, uh, Amy bolts up and she's like, Peter Vincent's on, it's your favorite. And he's like, not his favorite is your sweet puce. <laughs> I want to fuck your pod. <laughs> Immediately gets distracted by the neighbor. It's like, I, I think that's what it is. I think he's not watching Peter Vincent for the movies. I think he's watching Peter Vincent because I think he's a closet homosexual. Well, do you know, you know what would be, you know been funny? You take that scene where he suddenly just gets all disinterested. Like, she's on the bed mm-hmm. and nothing but a bra and he's looking at the neighbor. Yeah. You know what you do? It's like, when do you think that you have a gay... <laughs> like turn into like a fifties propaganda movie, just totally Starring out of context. George Takei. When do you, when do you think you have a gay <laughs> George Takei advocacy for homophobia? Eighties <laughs> are fucked up times. <laughs> What the hell have we come to? But it's like he spends all this time watching the Peter Vincent show, which is all about vampire and vampire lore. And and then he's like, I think my neighbor's a vampire. Hey, evil Eddie, how do I kill a vampire? <laughs> if I was Ed, if I was Ed, I would have been just like, Are you fucking kidding me? Didn't, well, the yeah. shit you watch and you don't know how to dispose of a vampire. How much how much fucking knowledge retention do you have? Yeah. Are you a goddamn goldfish? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean like in between his old <laughs> dude, laugh that he does dude. all the fucking time? No, I thought it was hilarious how he had like, like they were obviously older actors, like they were all in their mid to early twenties playing yeah. teenagers. But he had like such fucking man face, and that MC Chris kind of was like, "Hey man, what's going on? Every it's me, Evil Eddie." It's like Jesus <laughs> shit, my brain is like freaking out because like <laughs> I hear child but I see man <laughs> and he always has like that shit eating grin it can, it can be like your dog's dead he's smiling it's like there was two homicides there was beheadings ha smiling that's funny like he's got the shit eating grin for everything well, he, oh, yeah. was, he was a good character nonetheless I liked him he was like, funny to watch yeah but it was still one of those little consistency things where it's like my brain and my ears <laughs> like, they can't fucking make like there's a big inconsistency going on right now Oh, uh, but, I mean, him, him as a werewolf was fucking amazing. Yes. I loved that. Oh, the transition after he got the stake through the heart, where he turns from wolf back into man. That was something I definitely wanted to touch on. Is the makeup and special effects in the original one was so 
fucking good for being a mid eighties movie. The, uh, the oh, budget yeah. was either it was either nine million or ninety. I think it was ninety million actually. Which, that was the highest amount of fucking money put into a vampire movie ever. Apparently, that's a huge budget for and that a, time. Period. And apparently, the word is is that most of that all went for the special effects in the finale. Oh, of course, which you can understand. Other fun fact: apparently, one of the the puppets that was used most likely, I suspect it was the bat because it looks really similar. The bat was originally supposed to be a ghost design from the original Ghostbusters. Really? Jerry's bat form. Because if you look at it, it looks very similar to the Gozer dogs. I was going to say, it has a dog head. Yeah, yeah, it looks very similar. And it's just like, because it was an unused puppet. and But they said they makes a cameo appearance in Fright Night. And I'm like, well, judging how everything looked, I would say that that, his, like, like kind of yeah. albino, hairless rat, uh, bat form... That was looked very similar to the ghost design from the original Ghostbusters, and you know, I, yeah, that kind of like that. That was just an interesting thing to kind of like try and dig and look up and look for. That's that's kind of interesting. That like we didn't even plan to do Fright Night right after Ghostbusters. No, that was just chance. List. But that was an interesting little linkage. I didn't even have I mean, any idea when I suggested there right, was a link. That's that's what I mean. Like this that's is this actually news it. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I well everything's news to me because I don't do research on shit. But um, I usually kind of just mostly read little stuff. So it's like right. I pick up things, but I am not like investigating. But I mean the the special effects in in the original Fright Night was was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I loved the because the one thing the one thing I really loved about it was the the vampire makeup themselves when they were in vampire form with the stretched out mouths and the the vicious needly grins with the the teeth everywhere um and i mean the movie gets a lot of bad rap but i love the 30 days of night movie yeah that they made the movie gets a lot of bad rap for shitty acting bad camera angles poor special effects i, I think the biggest fault for that one was the pacing that was the, what the pacing really got people the pacing is a, the pacing is off but yeah. i love that movie because it's such a fresh take on vampires mm-hmm. compared to your standard your standard vampire movies like your fucking uh, Diary of a Vampire and Dracula and um, <clears throat> Twilight. Oh, God. I hate you for thinking that I would even read Twilight. <laughs> um, I hate that movie for even making a fucking reference to it. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like, let's turn this around back on you, movie. <laughs> not on, not on like my comedic sensibilities, but on you for thinking that I would think that that was funny. First of all, you made an assumption that that kid reads Twilight. Second of all, you brought up Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, movie. Turn I don't need to watch. I don't need to watch you anymore. <laughs> Get out of here. A big finger off to the TV. It's like I'm done here. I'm happy with the original. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the the how the interpretation of the vampires was. It was either like the old traditionalist was they were a person. And then they had their fangs out, and then they could transform into various animal forms. And that was about the extent of it. These tend to go, like, they go into, like, these bat humanoids. I love, And yeah. I love that. I love that extremist thing. It's one of the reasons I like 30 Days of Night, where I was a big fan of the comic book, uh, 30 Days of Night. And they do the same thing. The, the vampires, they don't look like humans. They've got all blacked out eyes. That are, they're a little bit squinty. They almost look like sharks, but they've got these big gaping mouths with these sharp needly teeth every one of them is a fang yeah and they kind of like i mean the original fright night is way before this ever happened and they did kind of that the 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 smile stretched from ear to ear and just 
every tooth is sharp and jagged. Well, they, they had both. It was a it was a transitional thing. Like if he's right. sort of vamping, he's got the fangs, the right. traditional fangs. But if he's full blown predator mode, yeah, he's got the the, the fucking the nose is peeled back into bat form, and the yeah. ears get pointed and bubbly and almost look blistery and they look really grotesque yeah. and I, I love that that there were those stages of vampirism I, I, I like as compared to the remake in the original I like the vampire powers that were represented in the original I mean the, he did pretty much everything across the board I mean he's got shape shifting he could do um, they're, depending on who they are they could do wolves they could do bats They uh, apparently I mean I don't know if it's confirmed or not but I've seen it enough where I'm convinced they have something to do with with mist, uh, fog. I mean, they were, yeah. it, it was too convenient when it yeah, was Yeah, that how I, I want it's actually you brought that up because the original poster has like his kind of like monstrous face coming out of the mist yeah. from the house. And that that was obviously a telltale thing, but then throughout the movie they always have that fog is emanating from the house and that also I think they even animate some special, like, fog vaporization sometimes in certain scenes. Like, it just comes off like, yeah, that was animated and added in. Like, this kind of, like, weird wisp coming off the off of it at some point. At, le- at least it looked like it to me. Okay. But it just seems like the mist, yeah, you're right, it did play an important part. And I mean, like, when he was stalking Evil Ed, like, the he gets cornered into an alley, fog rolls in, and then, poof, he's behind him. It's like, that, yeah. that was too convenient for to that be a coincidence. The, the, the mist... doing it. The mist has always been a thing in vampire yeah. movies and vampire lore. So, I, I, and I do like that they played into that. But it was one of those things like where yeah, you're right. The fog always seems a bit too convenient. Yeah, but then like in the remake, um, they they There's they really stripped no it down. They 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 stripped the vampire down. I well, mean, well, he's got he's got minor shape shifting abilities, well, they, but it's only like he gets claws, he gets the big fangs, like he he gets the 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 big smile, like yeah. And that was the one thing I wanted to make sure that they kept. I really wanted yeah. to see that that transition into the remake because I think that was a big distinct feature that made the original as good as it was. Is the vampire stood out? Oh yeah, like uh, because, in, in the in the original, like when. Uh, I'm gonna just start calling her Marcy Darcy because fuck it. But right. Uh, right. when when Marcy was transforming, like dude, like who? I, I shat bricks when I saw her. Like when she went all vamp. Like, yeah, that was creepy as shit. She had makeup on. That was fucking creepy. I mean, if you pay really close attention to the screen and like her mouth area, uh, you'll you notice obviously the, the the mouth doesn't close all the way, and you can see a little bit of lip shine from yeah. the makeup where her lip is. But I mean, aside from that, holy the presence shit, it looks of it? Like, really shit. good. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it's some terrifying shit. Like my dick was scared. So. <laughs> it has retreated <laughs> yeah. into me. Did you ever see the movie Teeth? Don't. <laughs> no, the, the effect there is not similar at all. Yeah. Um, Vampire snatch. Uh, <laughs> Jerry, uh, what was his name? Like Jerry. Sardinklage or some shit I like don't that. Know. Yeah, no. uh, Jerry the Vampire. Regardless, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his charisma in the first one. Uh, you could say it was hokey and cheesy. Um, like, how he carried himself. Like, he just went in and was kind of like, okay, well, I'll see you later. And he kind of, like, just, he played around with it. Meanwhile, like, in the remake, Colin Farrell's just kind of like, okay, yeah, I'll go through the proper channels. And it's like, you know what? I'm just actually just going to blow up your fucking house because I'm a vampire. <laughs> it's like, that has no sense whatsoever. Actually... I kind of liked it. by the way. Oh, uh, oh. Dandridge was the... the oh, that's it, Dan- yeah, Dan- okay. Jerry, Jerry Dandridge. Actually, it kind of sort of made sense a little bit, although 
Yeah, I, I'll, I'll I'll explain myself a little bit better, but because um, if you look at the settings, like in the um, in the in the original, it was like bumblefuck whatever. You, you, I mean, it was any neighborhood. Yeah, but um, I think that's what had some of the charm to it too. Like it was suburba suburbia anywhere. Yeah, this is like Nevada, middle of fucking nowhere. It's like because yeah. we can all relate to that. Yeah. yeah, living out where there is nothing versus where there's something every so often. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, the the thing was the the setting was outskirts of Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, but uh, if you ever if you looked at the very opening, like when they started doing the aerial cam, I mean, you could see how isolated that neighborhood was. I mean, it was just three streets and that was it. There's nothing for like five miles. And and you heard what Peter Vincent said in that movie is that he could be, which I don't know how he would know this, but he said like they could, he could be replenishing his ranks. So my guess is he planted himself in a spot that allowed him to sleep during the day and have blacked out windows and be perfectly normal because people work on the strip in Vegas, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he's just picking his uh, his minions in this isolated neighborhood. So with this kid, I mean, he, I guess he's afraid that he's just going to be a whistleblower, like, oh, that guy's a vampire, don't stay away from him, and somebody's going to believe him somehow. But um, I guess, you know, he's just like, back off and let me do my thing. But then when he realized the kid's not bagging on, he's like, all right, fuck, I'm going to kill you. Because it's like, he's his his end objective, I think, was he was just going to make that entire neighborhood dead. <laughs> right. Well, I think yeah. the, the, the difference was is that in the original, he does kind of give him an ultimatum. Like, you have a chance to forget me. Here and it I'll is. And I'll forget you. It, like, and then we'll no leave sense. it be. I think meanwhile, that makes a lot of sense, mean, Meanwhile, yeah. in this one, he's kind of like, he kind of comes right out and he's like, Oh, I'm gonna kill you because I know because I know you know because I have like psychic mind fuck powers that, and that I, was, I apparently know everything. That was a big oh, he issue had, like, an with empathy me. Power he he could kind of detect. Uh, I guess feeling. maybe, but that was a big issue. Is it's almost like if you watch uh, the remake, it's almost like uh, Jerry the Vampire or Colin Farrell's yeah. version of Jerry the Vampire because we're talking about the remake. Yeah. He knew Charlie knew before Charlie knew. Because when he first comes up and he meets him and his mom's talking to him and he's digging in his yard and shit and it's just after dusk yeah. and yeah. Uh, the sun's gone down and he's he's like, he gets the text message from Ed of the picture of him wearing bubble wrap, <laughs> bubble wrap armor and a pair of Speedos. Squid boy. Squid boy. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of, I have a lot and of gripes I'm going to list off with that like, whole movie later. Not that the LARPing shit wasn't like hilarious, because if they would have put that in the 80s one, I still would have got a kick out of it, but we'll, we'll he, carry on. But, but he gets that, he gets that text and he's like, 10 minutes or this goes viral. And it's like, first of all, no one has the power to make shit like that go viral instantly. Well, unless, unless he I'm, sends it to every email in the high school. I mean, right. that would have killed the kid. Yeah, but right. second but, of all, second of all, how he, would the vampire fucking know? Right. He yeah. Goes, he's yeah. like, he's like, uh, I gotta go. And he puts the phone in his pocket. Nobody sees what's on the phone. No. Yeah. He just, he puts the phone in his pocket. He's like, I gotta go. I'll eat later. And he takes off running. And meanwhile, Jerry the vampire's in his garage and he looks up and he's just glaring at him and he's running, as he's running away. He's, and he's just like, you know something that yeah. you don't know yet. Meanwhile, he could be like, hey, I'm gonna actually go like light some dog poo on someone's fucking porch. Right. He's like, cause, cause yeah. I, I'm a high schooler. Yeah, it's like, no, no. How about, like, there's no... It's like, he suspects too well. Like, that's right. that's a problem with writing. It seemed like everything with the writing in this in the sec, in the remake means so that it all kind of pegged together. It was like fucking Jenga. Like, each outward sprouting thing gave way for another thing to kind of clack into. 
perfectly. Yeah. And that was kind of the problem. Because, I mean, they, my only guess would be that he, because, again, small neighborhood, um, is that he saw he was going to that house. But how the fuck would he know? Like, even then, like, it, you, that whole sequence when he uh, been Charlie going... was in the house, he wasn't convinced remotely. So what the fuck does the vamp- Jerry the Vampire do, Colin Farrell? He kills the best friend. So now he's instantly suspicious. Like, right. If he had just left that kid alone, alone and be fucking crazy, nothing would have happened. Nothing. No, no. one's gonna believe him, and no. he's fucking crazy. He's an outcast in high school. I, I uh, we'll, we'll we'll get on with the gripes of it later, but uh, we should like wrap up talking about the good points of the first mm, one and yeah. then unload on the second one. But um, as for the first one, um, what was I gonna say? Um, the mother just seemed a little bit too kind of. Like oh ha ha ha, <laughs> kind of. I think that was part of the comedy too, is because she's like, oh, do you want some hot cocoa, Mom? I don't want fucking cocoa. <laughs> like it, it just had this fuck off with your cocoa. Like she was obviously a comic relief element because they kind of conveniently wrote her away from the danger. Versus yeah. like in this remake, they made her more of a plot element, mm. somewhat like they tied her into the events more. She was more involved, right? Yeah. Like in the in the first one, she's attracted to the vampire neighbor. Where in the second one, he's, uh, in the remake, Colin Farrell comes out and he's like, yeah, your mom's pretty hot. <laughs> I would fucking tear that up. Well, no <laughs> shit, you're Colin Farrell. You'll fuck, you'll fuck <laughs> anything with a pulse. You should, you should keep an eye on her, because otherwise, I'm going to put my dick in her butt. Same thing with your girlfriend. <laughs> I'll fuck her if she ain't fucking you. Like, it's, it's like how old, so How weird. old is she? 17? I'm okay with it. Because <laughs> guess what? I'm undead. I'm Colin Farrell. <laughs> I could have them both together. Guess what? I'm gonna go- I'm gonna do your mom in the butt while your girlfriend fucking <laughs> sucks on my balls. Because you know why? Because I'm calling goddamn motherfucking Pharaoh. <laughs> uh, Bill the handyman as uh, Jerry's kind of human assistant. Yeah, the who kinda, familiar. Yeah, who kind of took care of business during the day. I thought it was a good plot point. Oh, yeah. Because awesome. it helped tie up a shitload load of potential plot holes that could have happened. I do I do want to know what... I wish I knew they explained what he actually was. Because for like until I actually know what that dude well, was, I'm going to refer to him as Frankenservant. Because bullets to the head didn't kill him. The only thing that killed him was a stake to the heart, but then he melted. Which yeah. is not vampire lore at all. And, he doesn't melt into green sludge. Yeah, and during the entire run, he and was he, in the daylight right, all the time. In the daylight, that was his purpose. He doesn't... He doesn't Die or you know explode viciously like they did in the remake. Yeah, didn't he? Uh, didn't he have that vibe sometimes? Like when like Char- like especially like later on when Amy and Ed convince uh, Peter Vincent to come and do this fake hoax to convince Charlie that you know Jerry isn't a vampire because they think it's all kind of crazy and. He, they're all, like, come into the house, like, walk around, and then, like, Bill comes up and, like, gets in, like, Charlie's way, because he knows it, and it's, like, every time he would, like, come up and get in his face, like, you wanna fuck me? I'll fuck you. You wanna fuck me? I'll fuck you. It's, like, he was, like, throwing off club vibes. It's, like, uh, I think he's getting a little bit too, like, attached to the idea of doing shit to him. Jerry's in the corner. I think you're forgetting the idea here. We're trying to get him to convince we're not uh, fucked up people. Uh, Bill, 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 come over here a second. Bill, you gotta stop. 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 Hey. We got company. Hey. <laughs> Calm down, calm down, calm your shit. If you want to fuck a dude, you can fuck me later. Because I mean, there <laughs> that over the over the back arm hug kind of yeah, suggests that. Yeah, <laughs> there was there was some mild homoeroticism. He's a the metrosexual. He's so fucking sexy. He'll just fuck anything. That's oh, like the yeah. rule with vampires. It's like mm, I don't give a fuck. 
I, I think we need a little bit more comparison talk. Uh, what I mean, I mean, I mean, you? titties are dicks. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, I'll uh, com- fuck it. Comparison talk. Uh, the vampire Jerry the vampire in the original was just as much of a dick as the character he played in Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Nope. Wrong movie. <laughs> no, but I was gonna say like uh, for certain things that you know were in the original that did end up in the remake. Like, how do you guys feel about the two club scenes? Um, I I liked the club scene in the original a little bit more. Same, yeah. There was um, an air to it that just felt like he was actually kind of putting a spell on her. Right. Like there was mesmerization and hypnosis going, on, and of this like a sexual kind of nature, which is like the, what the whole vampire seduction hypnotism thing goes for. Where the where in the second one he was like, you need a taste, you need a taste of this, and like he breaks his finger open and feeds her a little bit of blood off his finger, and is like, by the way, my blood is chloroform. <laughs> mm. You like that? See, no, yeah, you do. The problem I thought was like it made. I'm gonna say in general, the whole before like we get into specifics, the entire thing. I mean, I'm, this is gonna sound really like um, contradictory, but it okay. felt too modern. Like it just felt like In the remake. Yeah, it just felt like they. I, I know what I know. It, it doesn't really make sense, but like, I'll, let me try and explain myself. Like, instead of having this kind of bewitching, drawn-out thing, which would have been a little bit more interesting, we like, oh, we're going to save time for other antics, and we're going to do it like how actual people are in the club. Like, I'll take a fucking shot and I'll hold it in my mouth, and when I kiss you, I'll let you drink it. Like, and then that's like, that's the fucking spell, everyone. Some shitty bar pickup trick. Right. I, I loved I loved the one scene in the original, too, in the club scene. Uh, I just thought it was so ridiculously stupid and cheesy, but I loved it. it was like... Right when the moment when Marcy realized that she's that he's in the club, he does that stupid walks across, comes back a little closer, <laughs> comes back a little closer, <laughs> keeps going. Right the whole time I'm thinking, what if I was that guy that was standing right there in his path? Because there were like five people there. Like, what if I was that guy? I was seeing him do this. Like, the fuck are you doing? Why are you following? Why are you going me? back and forth? Chill your shit, dude. Stop you moving. Are, it's like, dude, you are way too white. To be fucking around in this club like dude, that. Dude, your white level is like rice, and you are zigzagging like fucking red beans. Like, calm down. Dude, you are whiter than Urkel. And I don't give a shit what color his skin is. You're wearing a pajama t-shirt, for God's sake. <laughs> I found the whole club scene in general just had a better air to Like, yeah. how they hop oh, yeah. in through the kitchen. Like, they couldn't get in through the front. So meanwhile, they go through the window. Meanwhile, this is all like, oh... Peter Vincent's, like, magician suite is conveniently in this hotel that's below a club that they happen to run down into, but then they're kind of somewhat barred from because they don't have the proper idea. It's like, this is not making any fucking sense. Right, you know what makes sense? Known, like, Do you know what makes sense? Them not getting in in the first place, them hopping in through the kitchen, them being kind of on the run in the club, him losing track of his girlfriend, the bouncer's trying to stop him, he kills the bouncers, everyone freaks the fuck out, and they're lost in the scramble. Yeah, that yeah. that him losing it his was girlfriend st- was so much more legitimate in the original. And in the remake, it's like the DJ starts throwing T-shirts and made everyone go into a frenzy. And it's like, oh, that's how he loses. That's what I mean. But it, like, it feels too modern. Great, that's the uh, modern it, club it, it, yeah. scene. It is the modern club scene. Another another big part of it is the the dude uh, Vincent or not Vincent um, Jerry starts dancing with uh, Marcy Darcy <laughs> in the club, and Charlie's like. He's basically like, "Yo, that dude's got my girl," and the bouncers go and they get all up on, get up all in his face. Yeah, that's another thing I want to tell. Yeah, you. Whereas this like, one, it's like that. 
that middle-aged dude is macking on a teenager, and the they're like the bouncers. He, the bouncers are like, she's enjoying it. Yeah, well, she's hot. She's here. You don't have ID. I don't care if she does because she's hot. So she's making us money. <laughs> so fuck you, kid. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I what I hate in these movies is no one can fucking talk. Like, it's mm. like in the original, that guy is with oh. my girlfriend. Bouncer's like, I'm gonna go fucking get yeah. that. Meanwhile, in this one, that guy's gonna kill her. They're making out. Why don't you just say, hey, that guy is a dickweed. He has my girlfriend. And, and yeah, I'm weak. And, he, and he's, he's, I'm weak, and he was threatening to, like, do physical harm to both of us. And, yeah. he, and he could pop... Or even the kid just lies, like, he's he's rape. He's gonna... He, he, he's trying to date rape her. They, like... Like, Bowser's like, all right, we're, like, shit on Velcro on yeah. that. And they rush to it. Not They're, this... Oh, my God, he's gonna kill her. They're making out. <laughs> it's like, people, can't you fucking talk? Yeah, Use the right words. Like, don't you have that foresight in your brain to kind of, like, think of a way to communicate to people? But then again, I'm asking, he's, he's going to kill her. What? Impale her with his enormous <laughs> penis? <laughs> with his big Irish penis? Yeah, I, know. I don't think so. He doesn't ever use his I've words. never he's met an Irishman active. with a big penis. <laughs> and guess what? It's the, I, may, I may be huge, but I'm also gay. I've seen a lot of penis. <laughs> he's the biggest Irish penis on in Hollywood. <laughs> he it, No, Liam Neeson has the biggest Irish, Irish penis. penis in Hollywood. No, Liam Neeson is the biggest Irish penis in Hollywood. Will Fe- Colin Farrell is Liam Neeson's penis. <laughs> uh, but back to Fright Night. Um, let's see. Um, all right. Um, but like you were saying, like yeah, with the with the remake with the club scene, it's like it was too reactive. It's like no, no, no. He's like trying to jump over the bouncer. Was like yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah, because it's like it wants you like try to be clever, try to think of like a, a rousing lie, like. Oh, he drugged my girlfriend. Bam! They would have been all over that shit. Right, exactly. And like, like Nick says, like nobody yeah. knows how to talk yeah. in this movie. And then, and then in the original, the the fatal flaw with that one in terms of logic is that Jerry wants Charlie to shut the fuck up about him being a vampire. So in the club scene, what does he do? He vamps out and starts killing the bouncers. <laughs> I think at that point it's like, all right, we gotta just unload some action into this movie because we've been kind of like, it, it, st- we've been kind of like going along the stream really steadily. Let's hit the fucking rapids the origi- now. The original is definitely a drier pace. I will give you that. It didn't have a, a chase scene through the desert. Which, <laughs> I mean, yes, I get it. It's Nevada, but why did you need a chase scene through the desert? Also, that in that in that scene in the remake, was we are talking about the remake with the chase scene through the desert and everything. But before they leave the cul-de-sac or wherever they're at the, in the fucking... Oh, this is beautiful. The, the fucking mom is driving away and she's like... And uh, she's like freaking out, not knowing what's going on because nobody believes that Jerry's a vampire yet. And he fucking throws a dirt bike through the back fucking window. <laughs> he like hail marries it like 50 feet. Motherfucker, hail marries a, a goddamn dirt bike. Like, fit, not even 50 feet, like 50 yards at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. in a car driving the fuck away. Yeah. And then the, the fucking mom's like, who is this guy? And he's like, he's a vampire. <laughs> Stop bullshitting me, kid. Who is this guy? What about throwing a goddamn <laughs> yeah. dirt bike through your fucking car? Do you not understand? Stop with the fucking vampire. Oh, why don't you explain the fucking dirt bike in the back of your car? And then and then she fucking archers all over the place. The core concept, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> 
I took football, uh, trans you. <laughs> you just seriously saw the guy dig giant chunks of dirt in your backyard. You're like, oh, he's, he's human. He's hey, cool. hey, how rubber are these freaking chunks of crap? <laughs> <laughs> Three digs and I'm already on the line. Uh, yeah, there was that. And there's also, speaking of that horrible chase scene, um... When it was horrible, when his mom, after his mom takes the realer sign, stabs Jerry in the chest so they can get a, make a getaway, and she passes out, and they get in the the other car, and they drive away, and he's like freaking out on the other side of the van they were driving. The van is on a level road. Let me say this: yep. it's not in the ditch where it's on an angle where it's easy to tip. They drive by, they sideswipe this this van. The van goes flipping like it was pulled by a rig cable, and it lands on him. I'm like. Yep. I'm like physics. Now, this is the term horror movie physics. We don't give a fuck so long as it looks cool. Yeah. Before before that even happened, I'm watching the movie. Like I said, right before we recorded this episode, uh, Nick and Mr. Jeff had seen it already, and they're hanging out here as I'm watching it, and they're hearing what's going on because I'm watching it on my laptop. And uh, Nick tells me he's like. Some crazy fucked up, did that really just fucking happen? Shit is gonna come soon. And they're driving along, and they just see Jerry in front of the car, and Charlie's like, hit him, Mom! And she's like, no, he's a person! He's like, the fuck are you not getting about this? He's a goddamn vampire! He's like, hit him! She's like, no! And he's like, hit him! She's like, fuck him! And he leans over, puts his fucking foot on the gas pedal, and, like, takes the wheel away from her. And they run into him, and he just fucking I'm going fucking OJ. He just, he folds over, and they smash into this car, it pushes out of the way, and they keep going. Now, I, I, I immediately go... Please tell me he isn't under the goddamn car. <laughs> we don't really say anything because it's kind of like you kind of answered your own fucking question right. at this point. And then point. They dr- they're driving a little bit and they're driving a little bit. And th- at this point, Nick's like, some crazy what the fuck just happened shit is about to happen. And I, and I look down and I see a finger come through the carpet. I was like, what is uh, when fucking the, the vampire starts finger blasting the car <laughs> the, the, the fucking, floor carpets <laughs> if a van had a vagina it'd be right here <laughs> if this van had a, if this van had a vagina I'd seduce it just like your mom your girlfriend your cousin your principal your friends everyone your neighbor's dog uh, um, yeah and then I was and then they were like no just keep watching and then <laughs> And then the car flip, and I actually shit myself. <laughs> and then, like, you saw the, the, the old Jerry cameo. Like, oh, this is the scene, right? This is, oh my god, mind-blowing cameo. And we're, then it's like, no, Chris, no, that wasn't no, it. Nope. No. <laughs> where, where Chris Sarandon shows up for his oh, cameo. that was awesome. Yep. It's like, is that it? Like, no, no, that's just a cool cameo. That's just an awesome cameo. I no, I didn't. I didn't even think that was the cool, the the, the interesting part. He just gets out of the car and I was like, "That's goddamn Chris Sarandon. <laughs> that's a goddamn cameo. That's old Jerry. <laughs> it's Jerry, old Jerry versus new Jerry, and apparently old Jerry's a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> That fight was the worst fight ever. Right? Come on. <laughs> the dude was a fucking goddamn vampire lord in the original movie. He couldn't yeah. put up a better fight than that. No, he just got pulled out of it. <laughs> fucking what a tap-out pussy he was. Okay, so I think another him. one of the major characters between the two movies would definitely be, and we mentioned him many times, Peter Vincent. How do you guys feel about them between the two movies? <laughs> they are both... Equally ridiculous in their own special way, and like it, we've already covered, and enjoyable, like Roddy, and Mc- ridiculously enjoyable. like Roddy McDowell's uh, 
version I mean, from the original was was great. He played the classic kind of stuffed yeah. up sleazeball actor. Right. And Roddy McDowell's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, it, I even, and he's amazing in Fright Night. Yeah. But, I mean, they're both drastically over the top. Mm. Um, neither of them believe him at first. Um, they, they have a lot of similarities, but the differences are what really make the characters who they are. Yeah, they really... they. Um, so, yeah, the uh, in the remake, the uh, Peter Vincent is played by... Now, I strongly suggest, for those of you who are fans of the show uh, that I'm about to mention... Uh, well, actually, you know what? Forget it, because it, it's not even going to be possible for me to say it. But anyways, so the uh, Peter Vincent in the remake is played by uh, the Tenth Doctor, David Tennant. Which, what's funny about that is the first scene you see him, it doesn't look anything like him. He is wearing long black hair, big facial I, hair. I pointed it out while yeah. I was watching it. He looks like a cross between Jack Sparrow, played by Johnny Depp, and fucking Chris Russell Angel. Brand. Or Russell <laughs> Brand and Chris Angel. Yeah. He just he looks like that douchey fucking <laughs> asshole magician, which is what he is. Yeah. So I mean that 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 reveal was funny, and then that whole sequence in his uh and his suite was just too damn funny where as as he's doing the interview like he's just stripping everything away until eventually you're like bam David Tennant <laughs> oh my god that was amazing he like pulls the wig off cuz i had seen a bunch of promo videos of, or promo pictures before watching the movie of David Tennant sitting in that chair with like all the tattoos on his neck and which he wipes all off all fake <laughs> everything's fake fucking the eyebrow ring he pops it out and throws, throws it out <laughs> Throws it at Charlie, but like I've seen, I've seen the same picture with him in various forms of magician dress: long hair, goatee, beard, and, uh, like, leather pants, leather pants, <laughs> the fucking leather pants. Um, oh, and then, damn thing to the and just, gives I'm, me a rash. And because I had never seen the movie before that, I'm wondering are these just were these just like uh, shots that were taken on set with him out of makeup or something? And he literally <laughs> just he peels the mustache and the goatee <laughs> off, and I'm like. What the fucking? Fuck. God, what the fucking goddamn? This, this place is a big fucking mind douche. <laughs> mind, mind douche. Um, but it's I loved I loved Peter Vincent in both of the movies. Yeah, like I said, they're they're. I think Peter Vincent is the comic relief for both movies more than anything else. Um. I mean, Evil Evil Eddie is definitely a big comic relief for what little he's in in the remake, um, because just the shit that comes out of his mouth when he's when he, pre vampire is hysterical. Oh yeah, and I mean that that character that that actor is he's always funny. Uh, yeah, Christopher Mintz something something like that. But I mean, for those of you who don't know the actor's name, uh, he was the Larper in uh, role models. Role models. Uh, he was McLovin. There's the big one. I mean, so you know the actor, um, and the kid is hysterical as always. He just his comedic time. He has the comedic timing of uh, fucking Marky Mark. Just always on point and always able to drop a joke exactly when and how it needs to be dropped. Yeah. Although, I mean, the one thing I... I mean, yeah, he was fantastic. I, I mean, I'm not going to deny that. Now, Although, I, I'm evil... saying he was fantastic pre-vampire. Post-vampire, he was a dick and I hated him. Yeah. He was annoying and fucking just shitty. Evil Eddie in the original as a vampire was fantastic. Oh it was crazy. God, yes. Like, the whole, like, 
he's reading the mother's note, and he's just like, and he starts off with, mm, mm, there's dinner in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's just like he's mad with power, and he don't give a shit. Yeah, and I have he, to, I have expected, and his jokester mentality like plays through. Yeah, I have expected Vincent to go check the oven after <laughs> that. Like after he kills him, he's dead under the stairs. Like. I wonder what's in that oven. And he opened... I was expecting him to go check the oven, and it was his mom's head or something. That would have been crazy That would have been amazing. Like, dinner's in the oven, and it's fucking... The mother's it's, head. It's Charlie's mom's head or something. <laughs> like, and then what makes me scratch my head was like, dude, you got Peter Vincent on the run. Like, every... Every encounter Peter Vincent has been in, in the climax of the original, has his face where he's like, he's either about to stroke out or get a heart attack. <laughs> you know what face I'm talking about. Or a hard on. Or a hard on. Um, but then, like, he has him on the run, and he turns into a wolf, where he instantly becomes vulnerable. Right. <laughs> it's like, I'm a wolf. It's like, stab you, you stupid dog. Throw you off. That, kid, that kid's acting, I thought, was really damn good, too. Oh, yeah. Not not just, like, his, his douchey, evil <laughs> Eddie mentality, but, like, when Vince... He, he gets... He tricks Vincent into letting him into his house, which they actually did that in a very different way in both movies. Yeah. In the original, he's like he goes he goes to Vincent's apartment, who he lives in a, like a shitty studio apartment full of props. Yep. And he knocks on the door. He's like, "Help! There's a vampire out here!" And he opens up, and he's like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Where's come in, come in. Are you okay? He's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "He's like, what what are you gonna do?" And he's like, "What are you gonna do?" And he reveals <laughs> the bite mark, and then Vincent. Uh, presses a, a cross against his forehead and burns this big mark and the kid's acting in that scene where he gets burned by the cross is so damn oh, good. He's like crying. He's like yeah. crying and just also, again, fucking mad props to the special effects team on the, the original. Yeah. They pull the cross away and you see the sticky, yeah. melted flesh from this kid's face sticking to the cross and pop as it pulls the cross away. I'm just like... That's an attention to detail that you don't see in a lot of older movies. Or even newer that's obsessed even, with CG. Or obsessed with the newer movies that are obsessed with CG. It just cauterizes immediately and there's no melted or sticky flesh left. It just pops away. Yeah. And I thought that was so damn good because mm-hmm. it showed like his skin was melted as he pulled that cross away. Yep. Versus that, all that shitty inserted fake blood splatters in the new one. Oh, oh my god. god. And like we've if, already talked about exploding vampires. <laughs> yeah, like, if that, there's one thing that movie has against, it's like, hey, let's have really badly done... The the thing I don't like is... is it's not. It's the fact that the, like the perspective is wrong. It seems like it's the same like generic CG animated squirt, but they try and like angle it different ways. And the problem is they always put highlights on it. Even yeah. when there's improper lighting. You know the, what you should do? You should actually get, like, fucking maybe just black liquid and squirt it. Yeah. The, the one like, thing... It's just like, it's like, this is like fucking common sense. They, they're so much cheaper to do it that yeah. way with black liquid and just shoot it somewhere. Yeah, and, and they were so lazy with, like, using practical effects that they couldn't even use a real fake drop of blood for the David Tennant scene where he, like, throws... Where uh, Colin Farrell throws a pebble at his head. They couldn't just, like, show him drop a drop of blood on the ground. No, they had to fucking CG that, too. It, yeah, that, like... And that's one thing that newer movies annoy me with all the time. Yeah, and it's, it's never it. gonna change. No. Um, it's the... Stand- it's too... It's cheap for them now to not do it because they have people in-house they could just throw it in for, like, in an hour. Yep. Right. Like, it's just... It's so... Much of a, a the, stable the thing. Like, the one drop of blood. The one I mean, thing how I don't, hard was that? The one thing I don't get about that though is like you you talk about how it's so cheap, but 
literally, how much does a fucking bottle of Hershey syrup cost? Like, not much. Like, wait till the day when, like, porn gets so advanced. Like, they just <laughs> CG the fucking cum. Like, we're not, actually gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna waste the money on actual, waste the bodily functions on actually reproducing more cum so we can shoot it on a woman. We're gonna CG the cum coming off the tip of our dicks. No more on three the hours of waiting for the male actor to climax. We can just CG that. He could, like, stop whenever. He could, like, fuck for three days and not, and, like, not actually, not actually, and he can actually come, like, a thousand times. But we can make it seem like he's actually saving up a giant what? load. Yeah, for now our dreams can come true. Three gallon load shots. <laughs> the fucking day. You can already find that. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know this. <laughs> I see things. <laughs> I've seen some I've seen some shit, man. It's it's firehosecocks.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really tempted to actually name drop where I've seen this from, but I also don't. <laughs> Um. Oh man, what else can we talk about? Um, um, I mean, you, there's ev- so you, there much was we can a, talk about. Uh, but yeah, back to David Tennant's uh, okay. portrayal yeah. of Peter Vincent. Um, I thought it was just really, really kind of it. Just, it just felt really ham-fisted that okay, he's a street magician or he's like a performing mu- magician. I get that, but they make him professional magician and vampire expert because his magician acts are vampire themed. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, I get that. Like, he has to be still the vampire expert that Charlie goes to. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll dig that. Turns out my parents were killed by, by, vampires. by vampires. By Jerry the Vampire. Yeah, which is revealed later. It's like, yeah, he, t- he says, my parents were killed by vampires. So what I did was I decided to run away from it, push myself away from it. But yet you kind of are still obsessed with it by collecting paranormal artifacts and having well, fucking magician I, shows does, themed does, around he vampires. Does mention, he doesn't he does mention that cuz he's like, "What? You think I collected all this shit for fun?" He was he was trying to protect himself if yeah. Jerry ever came back for him yeah. or anything like that. He was like that. I understand that. But yeah, he was scared. And but he he collects all these documents to like he wants he keeps up to date on the on the vampire plague yeah. and he knows exactly what breed of vampire Jerry is. He's from yeah. like the Caribbean or some shit and he fucking lives in hobbit holes underground and fucking whatever and it, it, he knows he knows so much because despite the fact that he is a coward he educated himself on the, what these vampires were because he didn't want to fall victim again even if he is a coward and would be more likely to run away he'd be able to know the signs if he did the research yeah i, I just thought it was funny though how he mentions like with this person and like i tried to forget it it's like but well, you're I, still kind of like living with it like I, well I, I, can, I think that's batman batman syndrome he tries to for, <laughs> he tries to forget it but he never can it's one of those yeah. things like he watched he watched his parents brutally murdered by vampires yeah, that's like, what i was gonna say he, yeah. he he wants to forget it but there's no way he ever will be able to especially if he's such a coward that he needs to to be able to protect himself against it. Thus, the crosses all over his goddamn apartment and fucking steak shooting guns <laughs> from eBay. From, from eBay. eBay. Fucking eBay. Fucking eBay. Really? <laughs> God, that fucking hurt. To that watch. line. <laughs> There's so many bad lines in that movie. I mean, that's one thing we can really just spend time oh, on. Oh yeah. Uh, another f- uh, interesting fact I wanted to bring up. Um. The total reversal of Amy's character in the in the original oh, yeah. Fright Night, yeah. she's very like you know damsel in distress. Well, not damsel in distress. Well, they're both kind of fucking turned out to be damsels in distress. Cause True, they, but the thing is, is, like she's very they both turned out to be damsels in distress. Her and Charlie. Yeah, yeah. no, no, both. yeah. yeah, yeah both of them. <laughs> 
nice. seemed like it, but <laughs> I, I, I meant more with like when like Charlie's trying to get some action, and she's like, "No!" In the first one, meanwhile, in the second one, she's like, "Come on, fuck me, Charlie!" And he's like, "I don't wanna." <laughs> it's like, "Come on, fuck me, Charlie!" But there's a vampire. Fuck me, Charlie. There's a vampire. Fine, we're almost done. And it's like it just felt like it was so reversal. I'm like. I would have preferred if they stuck with the original, like, no, Charlie, I don't want to. Like, the, the timid like, girl who's not trying to get fucking cock-banged. They're just, know. the whole angle of making her, like, this popular girl, and that he, like, ditched his his friends growing up to kind of, like, settle in with the douchey prep, prep kids and try and get with her. And then at the end, she's like, I would have liked you anyway. It's like, bullshit! Fuck that! Fuck that. Fuck you. Bitch, have you seen me in bubble wrap and a speed? Have you seen Squidman? <laughs> you have not. Here. Oh, is that really true, honey? Let me show you this one video I have on my phone. We're done. It's like, have you, have you seen Squidman? She's like, I'm into hentai. <laughs> fuck, me with, fuck me with your tentacles. Oh, man. But uh, it was just felt so... I mean... Yeah, the one guy was also played by James Franco's younger younger brother. So yeah, if you look at that guy, it's like that looks like James Franco. Yeah, he's his yeah. younger brother. I did think that, but he, it was his younger he brother. Looked like a Puerto Rican James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> hey, little El Franco Light. <laughs> El Franco Light. I don't uh, light in Spanish. Yeah. And and I I really don't like it when movies do this. Uh, and and this movie certainly did it. Not not so blatantly, but uh, the remake they have to like. They always almost like they have to go out of their way to establish like this is modern times. Like how modern is it? Nerds are fucking weird. Yeah. Like but like the one scene with like the All right, so in both movies um you know Charlie at one point wants to get into the house, investigate, blah blah blah. And originally right. he doesn't really get the opportunity. And the and the remake he does. And the first thing he fucking does he goes to the back of the house, whips out his smartphone and has lock picking app on his fucking phone it's like really really it's like i guess it's like white people solutions to problems yeah and he's like hey let me bust out a screwdriver and a fucking hairpin and not break it on the first fucking try like actual lock picking goes after like, like two seconds of that he's like fuck this i'm gonna go get find a fake rock with a key in it it's like right. well that was it's so like point. well this is nevada everybody in nevada has a goddamn hide a key especially a vampire yeah. who really needs to keep his secret quiet yeah <laughs> sometimes he forgets his keys you know it happens fucking I'm retarded it's like the dude can throw a goddamn fucking dirt bike 50 yards through a car you think he'd be able to open his door without his keys if he forgot them <laughs> for Fucks, and he's a construction worker. And, you know, you'd think if he ever forgot his keys, he could probably just knock on the door and be like, hey, one of you fucking minions, get up out of the basement and open the door for me. For Christ's sake. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Well, yeah, at the end of the movie, he's just like, he, uh, David Tennant drops a, like, drops a little bit of blood on the floor. And it's CG like, blood, yeah. that wakes the fucking horde up? Yeah. There's a single drop of blood in the soil from David fucking Tennant? Not two warm bodies being in the room talking really fucking loud. Appar- apparently being the doctor is more important than two people making a shit ton of noise. Yeah. Because he drops the blood on the ground and then fucking there's just a wall of arms <laughs> in a big hole in the side of a cement basement. It's like Dawn of the Dead, man. Or Day of the Dead. All the walls coming and that, through the arms. That was it's something just... else that pissed me off was every fucking horror movie nowadays has to have people where their fucking legs go over their goddamn head when they're walking. 
It's that fucking ring syndrome where the girl was like walking down the stairs with her fucking back doubled over scorpion style and she's fucking walking on her legs in front of her head. Yeah, it's, like, it's very... Everybody's you know what walk they, like that. It's, it's, it's very, fucking stupid. Well, you know what? That's very Japanese horror, like Silent Hill Ringu. Like, that's very... In the grudge. That's where all that's from. It's yeah. from really, like, fucked up sight. But the problem is we have adapted that so fucking hard. Into everything! It's like, we are not original when it comes to horror anymore. No, We're, like, no, severely, never. like... Like, you can look at other countries' versions of horror, and it's like, this is fucking good. Because, like, they haven't tapped the vein yet, but the minute they do, and they make, like, an American version of it, it'll go... It'll be splattered into everything. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of seeing that exact same shit replayed over and over again in horror movies, because it happens all the time. Yeah. They're, they're planning on remaking... Or they're remaking uh, Evil Dead. Yeah. Which... I really want to see, but I guarantee you, you're going to see that fucking that that character motion, that fucking doubled over, crawling, broken backwards limb. Yeah, the, shit. like a broken spine crab walk shit. As long yeah. as there's tree rape, I'm happy. There is. Okay, good. That's confirmed because it's in the trailer. <laughs> and so long as there's chainsaw arm and shotgun. That's well, all. That, that, that happened was in the second. That, that was wasn't in that the first. was in like the second one and Army of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they, oh they doing like a straight remake. I, I thought they were just doing like an adapt like a reboot like adaptation. I don't know if they're doing a reboot adaptation or if it's a strict remake. Uh, I know it's a lot darker. Um, and the, the the special effects have been clearly updated. But um, aside from that, I really don't know much. I am looking forward to it, though. Yeah, we'll have to get to talk about Evil Dead at some point, because there's a lot. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I, I, so was, I was obsessed we'll, with Evil Dead. We'll chalk that up to the huge list of fucking shit we've got to do. The growing list. But uh, back to Fright Night. Um, yeah, that just fucking... That movie. It had so much that just... It, it, like, the first one, like, I watched it. It had that beautiful 80s charm. And it had some traditionalist horror uh, themes and motifs in it. We are at an hour, but... Okay. But, uh, um... This one was just... Uh, like, like I had said earlier, it just it feels too modern. And... I, I don't know. Like, there's just some points of it that I just... Like, the, the reference drops and stuff like that just felt really... I don't know, like... like If a movie can survive without reference drops, it's strong on its own. Yeah. If it needs reference drops, that's... It's a sign of a crutch. Right. And this movie had a couple crutch moments. Uh, another interesting thought I had when I was watching the remake, I was thinking, you know, why do we have to have, like, Anton Yelchin play, like, this repressed, like, ex like dork kind of guy like why is he like like this poser who's like trying to get with the pop kid so he can get some poontang like why can't we he be like christopher mintz's character like he's just a fucking nerd who likes like horror movies and like right. likes peter vincent and shit and then no he's got, he's got to hate his roots which begs the question is what kind of tale could i be getting if i stopped hanging out with assholes like you yeah <laughs> i don't know the answer is none, none. because i'm the problem <laughs> Realistically, in this equation, I'm the evil Eddie. The, fir the first step to the problem. But that's another thing I didn't like either. It's just this whole... They have to, like... Yeah, that really bothered the, me, too. The modern film... I'm going to go on a bit of an academical rant here quick. The modern film era is obsessed with this whole... You have your, your awkward nerd... Like, it's still broken. But there's nerds, and then there's not nerds. It's like, how about there's people who like some shit... And there's people who don't like that shit, but like other shit. 
You know, yeah. how about instead of it being like pegging him like, why, why are you hanging out with the with the dork Dweebo and like sucking his dick? Like, you know, like how his friends were trying to guide him on. It's like, or, or chide him on. It's like, how about we don't have like this whole separation? Like, why don't it just like, it, it seems like they want to perpetuate the stereotype, but then at the same time they want to deconstruct it. Like with the new Spider-Man, it's like Peter Parker is an outcast and a nerd, but he takes photography and he's like riding on a skateboard and he's <laughs> fucking like, he don't give a shit because he has spider powers. It's like, no, how about you just make him a fucking human being who's just like, yeah, he's picked on at school because he isn't like everyone else, but you don't try and make him like, the whoopee, like, oh, I feel bad for him because he's a picked-on nerd, but you also try and, like, make him edgy. Like, oh, he is cool in his own right if yeah, he wasn't a well, dweeb. It's like, stop this shit. You, sing- uh, you single him out for being a loser, and then you try and redeem him by accentuating his good characteristics. Or his, like you said, edgy or badass characteristics. It's like, look, I mean, I understand you're trying to create this archetype where he's the the unlikely hero, but come on. The, the, the kid weighs 85 pounds soaking wet. He's a nerd. He secretly likes Dungeons and Dragons. And he's... I mean, like in the original, he he would normally, under most circumstances, accept hot cocoa to feel better from his fucking mom. Yeah. Um, he's not... Don't make him a badass. He'll become a badass on his own. Like, well, that's the beauty of the transformation throughout the progression of the film. Not like trying to, like, hey, let's try and... Like, it's a matter of actions speak louder than words. Right. But the problem is, is what they deem are the actions to make him better. Like, in this, I felt like Charlie had no fucking development. In the the, the, the remake. The remake. Because, like, I'm not a nerd. I'm going to become a, a kind well, of normal average right. guy. I'm going to get the girl. He gets the girl. But then he fu- he gets kind of sucked back into, like, his roots with his friends and the whole vampire thing. He deserts, he deserts his nerdy friends, gets the girl. If you look into his room, he doesn't have anything nerdy in there. His, his bedroom is plastered with fucking skateboarding posters, which he doesn't skateboard in the entire movie. In fact, the only person who does... Is, is his friend, the nerd. His, the nerdy friend, Evil Eddie, is a skateboarder, and he's not, but he's got his fucking whole bedroom plastered with Tony Hawk fucking posters and shit and it's just like what the fuck kind of a poser is this asshole and another yeah. point on that is when uh, Jerry the Vampire like sees his shoes because he collects shoes apparently that had to be a major goddamn plot I point. didn't even register that because I didn't he's, give a shit that's how much I didn't give a like, shit nice kicks and he's like they're puce and it's like <laughs> I don't even know what fucking puce is it's like realistically I am the guy who plays Dungeons and Dragons likes fucking tabletop games and is into goddamn video games and fucking paranormal shit and I'm like, what the fuck is Puce? And then he's talking to the vampire on the front lawn, which, again, the vampire apparently knows he's a goddamn, uh, he's a suspect from the beginning, despite the fact that Charlie doesn't even know he's a vampire. And he's just like, nice shoes. You play baseball? I could use somebody to catch with. And I was like, those are baseball shoes? No, they are not. That's their fu- they look like <laughs> fucking, they look they're, like shoes from Back to the Future. They're the, puffy uh, high tops. Yeah, fucking they're sneaker Velcro. high tops. Yeah. Like, that's why and I didn't like, understand. He's like, yeah, I play. And he's like, takes a man to wear puce and I'm like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> and I was like first of all what the fuck is puce second of all those are shitty ugly red fucking sneakers from the mid 80s why are you wearing this in a movie from 2011 cause retro is cool apparently yeah. but the other thing I didn't like is then he's like I'm gonna man up and protect my mother and save my girlfriend and be a badass and kill this vampire whether it kills me or not I'm like no How, when did this come about it wasn't like now all of a sudden your nerd roots fucking matter 
Like, that's the thing I didn't like. like uh, it's like, oh, I'm going to accept him. Like, I should have trusted my friends because they knew what was right. It's like, but at the end of the fucking day, it's like, you, yeah, you trusted them. But it's like, you did it after you fucking, like, had to kill him. Yeah. And you didn't believe him from the fucking get-go. Okay, like, so I, I agree with just about every damn thing you said. Um, although I'm going to be the devil's advocate here um, and counterpoint there. Uh, so it's like... I kind of, I kind of like his character, and here's why. Um, because like you said, like, what kind of bullshit is is that the guy ditches his friends and he goes, be popular, and he can't do any of the nerdy shit because that's not cool. And it's like, well, why can't anyone like that shit? True, I think that is bullshit. However, that is kind of real life high school though. So in a sense, that is yeah. pretty authentic. I it mean, is, but the thing is, it's so, thanks. it's so archetyped. Like it just comes off like all the cliches are coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. Like yeah. I've been in high school. I've seen a lot of, like, like the bullying and, like, people kind of going through phase transformations to get away from something, to get to something more. It's never as black and white as it's portraying that to right. be. There's a shit ton of fucking gray area, but sadly, this is trying to peg, like, the really big, relatable, like, stark extremes. No, it, and, yeah. you, and you're right. And, I mean, you've been in high school, you've seen it. I've been in high school, I've experienced it. I've tried to get away, like, I have ditched certain friends to try and get to something better, but at the same, at the end of the day, you end up with the same group of friends, you're the same old kid, you have the same interests, you don't just abandon shit no. like that. Well, in a sense, though, he really kind of didn't, he just hid it, which, right. I mean, I'm sure, like, after he was done with the high school and went into college, it probably would have come right back, because, I mean, I don't know about your guys' personal experiences, but, see, the, but with college, Yeah, but the problem is with the him is they're was, dead. Yeah. <laughs> the, prob- the problem is is one they're dead but it's uh, in the second one I wasn't sold that he was hiding anything he didn't seem like the oh, nerdy yeah. character I mean he didn't look like a jock but he didn't act or seem like a nerdy character from any perspective in that movie at all there was no point where I was like maybe he is a nerd deep down inside even with the even with the addition of the the film footage of him as fucking squid man it just wasn't enough it, I mean it shows that side, but it doesn't convince me because it doesn't seem like the same person. Yeah, like if you had like Christopher Mintz play Charlie, that would have been a totally different movie. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Like the guy oh, who played damn. Evil Ed in the remake, if you had him play Charlie in the remake, it would have been a totally I, different movie. I, I love um I love what is his name? Christopher Mintz something. Chris, I Christopher Mintz something, whatever his fucking name is. Um Mr. Jeff will look it up. I'm sick of looking shit up on my phone. Um, but he... I love him as an actor. Sadly, he has been typecast as that nerd character because it's the way he looks and his mannerisms and things like that. But I feel like if he had played Chris Berman's Plass, um, if he had been cast as Charlie instead, the real question is, who would you pick to play... Um, who would you pick to play Eddie? When I first started watching I honestly the movie, think you could just, I thought, just switch him, really. I thought, um... Fucking... What's his name? The little... The the mini of the bigger actor. Uh, fucking Puerto Rican version of... Oh, um... Yes. Franco. Yes. Franco's little brother. I actually thought he was going to end up yeah. being Eddie at first. When I first started Yeah, that's what I thought, too, when I saw I, it, too, because he had that mentality. Like, he, he was that, just... He was... He, he was, was a dick. He had he that. Was a dick. He had that yeah. shitty douchey mannerism about him. Yeah. Like, hey, what up, bitches? Which, which Evil Ed, the original, was right. He was nerdy, but he was a. But even bigger, he was a dick. I mean, he was, a he was the guy who would hear a news report about two beheadings, and he fucking laughs. Right. And in the in the remake, you he, you see little Franco going like, 
Hey, what up, bitches? By the way, nice shoes, fag. What are those, puce? Frappuccino. Psh, get that shit out of here. Right. He's it's like, like, it's like yeah, last time. Last time you're co- last time you're coming to school with the girls. Like that's like I'm like I could see Eddie doing that's that. That's an that's an evil. But line. then they revealed that his old ex nerd friend was Eddie. I'm like, I'm. This is <laughs> like this is going into weird territory now. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, though, like going going back into like the whole character structure, his actual character model like i i, I kind of did like it in a sense like although you did make a great point about the fact that his room now if he's doing the cool guy persona his room lacked any and all evidence of his nerdy former background right. that's where fine. where are his where are his toys where is his model <laughs> collections it's like i mean i'm into the nerdy shit you're into the nerdy Fuck shit yeah. nick is into the nerdy shit all of us have our weird collections of nerdy memorabilia. Yeah. We've got our posters. I'm, we've got our toy collections. We've got our DVDs, our yep. Xboxes. This kid had none of it. Yeah. And he lives in a little suburban uh, uh, McMansion with his mom. <laughs> and it's just, it's one of those things like, there's not enough room in a, in a house like that to hide all this shit that this yeah. kid has collected. Because I guarantee you, he's collected a shitload of it. Maybe if there was a scene where Jerry was hiding in the closet, it would reveal there's a bunch of nerd shit in there. Oh my god, that would have been amazing! <laughs> that would have sold me on the character. Like, fucking... I think if you, like, a couple... Jerry the Vampire's hiding in the closet like he did in the first one, and he opens the closet. What are these magic cards? And, and you see, you see a, bo- a box fall over of fucking Pokemon cards fall yeah. all over the place. And then you see the Squid Man outfit hanging in the closet, despite the fact that it's made out of bubble wrap and latex. That is all spandex. you needed. That's all I would have needed. I've been like, I am fucking sold. It would, like, an, a minor addition that wouldn't have taken long to film, it could have been easy to slip into some context of him, like, getting into the house... And it would have just, it would have helped sell, like, like you said, it would help cement the idea. But the problem is, is that it was like, he was very like, I didn't like his turnaround either. Like, his friend all of a sudden is missing. Right. And he sees the evidence of, you know, the the Jerry diaries, of them filming, like, evidence of how he's a vampire. Although I will say, and, I, I want to chime in, though, that video was cool, though. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Oh, yeah, how the car door just opens and closes. And, like, he the wheelbarrow. And, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he, cool. he doesn't show up on film. Yeah, that was good. Um, that was that was a nice take on the mirror. vampires don't show up in mirrors yeah. thing that they used in the original. Well, it, was, oh, it, was, it, was, it was a nice way to refresh that. There was, there, there was definitely it, that. It makes sense, because a, a lot of the vampire lore, especially modern ones, say, like, you know, the thing about the whole mirror is that they don't cast, they, they don't reflect themselves or something so it makes sense they wouldn't be on film either i mean yeah. so that, but that was that was a cool sequence i mean I like oh, that, like oh yeah I, I like that a lot that was okay. a good touch but um i felt that the whole him suddenly being convinced and adamant about jerry being a vampire all of a sudden like this quick turnaround it's like if you wouldn't believe an old friend when he was telling you you needed video evidence and grand it's like that's a common thing like Someone comes raving you with some crazy talk, and then suddenly you get proof. You're more willing to believe it. But I just felt like it was just I don't know. Like it to me, it would it, it just it all felt off to me. You, like, you would think that Evil Ed in the remake, uh, with having the video evidence, would have been his opener, right? <laughs> like, hey, like, Charlie, that's what I thing. have. You know what? That's a right. That's a good thing too. It's like, why <laughs> wouldn't you just come up like, dude, you gotta see this video or we're filming him the other night? It's like, no, dude, this is a camera trick. You're fucking with me. Or, but apparently, you know it what? took him to disappear for, in order for him to believe footage. Or better yet, it, the, we're, it's it's 2011. Every fucking motherfucker in that movie has a goddamn iPhone. It's like, dude, check out this video. Boom, Boom. send, done. done. What the? How? Fucking hard is that? Or he walks up to him in school and he's like, "Hey, I need to talk to you." And he's like, "Check this out. 
Your fucking neighbor's a vampire. And he shows him va- Fucking done! What the fuck is so hard about that? I know. Now, here's, here's the one like, thing. Like, they want to push the modern angle so much. It's like, you just save yourself so much time of filming shit in that, like, in two minutes, which you could do it. You could, yeah. cut, you could cut out 15 minutes of useless snooping in a shitty, empty house with no plot line to it but, at but all. But it's character development. Yeah, you know what? It's not needed character development. It shouldn't even be a thing. I, I piece him. that whole together that he was a friend who ditched him in the first five fucking minutes when the yeah, mom was talking to him. I figured it out. It, you could have done this so much easier. You wouldn't have needed to piss me off with a Twilight reference. <laughs> Although, I kind of got a laugh out of you I on mean, that one. I got a laugh like, out of fuck it. Fuck you for thinking I like Twilight. Right. Fuck you for thinking I like Twilight. Yeah. And also, fuck you, movie, for thinking I'd like a reference about Twilight. <laughs> um, it's uh, That scene just... I, I thought it was funny, but I definitely thought it was unnecessary. Yeah. If anything, I say that David Tennant helped save that movie. Oh, yeah, If he absolutely. wasn't in there, I think it would have been a fail. I, the, I really do. The For as much as I also love Colin Farrell, and he's a great actor, he, yeah. the, he, there was nothing he could do to save this movie. No, that guy's got crazy charisma, I mean, so to make him the vampire, good choice. Oh, yeah, no, great yeah. choice. But the problem with that is just, like, the one thing I liked about um, Chris Sarandon's... Uh, Jerry the Vampire versus Colin Farrell's was the fact that they put the whole angle of him having a lost love in versus him just being a vampire who wanted to stay secret and then he just fucking killed anyone who came in his way. Yeah. Like, I think actually Chris Sarandon actually recommended to Tom Holland, the director, that, hey, can we make it that he kind of has a lost love and that Amy kind of... Or Marcy Darcy kind of resembles his lost love, so there's kind of like a little bit more depth to why he's so fascinated with her, and it, adds, it brings up more of an angle. Wow. Versus in the new one, they kind of scrap that and make it all about like that he killed Peter Vincent's parents, and but that's like so minor of kind of like a oh look at this reveal that it really doesn't take up any more of his character. Like it doesn't make him any more interesting. Oh boy, he killed the guy's parents. Whoop-dee-doo. Like, versus having the whole, like, he's kind of fascinated and wants to replace a lost love was a little bit more traditional vampire. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that... that... I'm I'm getting kind of sick of the whole vampire revenge plot. Like, you know, you killed my parents. It's like, oh, yes, I remember that day. You, you grew up well. It's like, now we'll be our battle. It's like, fuck this shit hard. Yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't buying that much at all. Like, the, definitely, like, the whole lost love angle was ten times better versus the whole, oh, I yeah. killed your parents. Like, it's it's a definite. Oh, absolutely. I, it's, that whole, I killed your parents shit was fucking, and that's just annoying. I think that's just the, the writers ply, prying for a little bit of extra sympathy for that character. It's like... It, it, again, it's, it comes down to Batman syndrome, where yeah. it's just—it's just like a parental revenge is so much deeper than the lost love, or that kind of makes a villain not so much a villain, right? Like, it gives him a little bit more of a gray area versus more of a straight black. It's that's what I liked about it, is that he kind of had his own motives apart from like wanting to be secret, right? And that's what kind of like it's like. Well, Charlie, I'm not only am I gonna like eventually kill you because you know my secret. I'm gonna take your woman. Like, there's added right. layers there. It's not like in this where it was just like it's, I'm gonna take your woman because I fucking feel like it and I want to make an undead horde. Right. He's like, I'm, I'm gonna that, I'm gonna take your woman to one piss you off and to two strengthen my army. It, 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 that was a really annoying thing. And the thing I liked about this Jerry, the, the original Jerry the Vampire versus the remake one, was that. 
the one in the first Fright Night felt like he just wanted to be left alone. He wanted to eat people, but he wanted to stay alone in his new house. Right. Versus this one's like, oh, I'm going to be raising an army to take over. It's like, this is getting really fucking stupid, end of the world kind of hanging in the balance kind of shit. In the original one, all the victims, their bodies turned up without heads. Which means he was he was chomping, he was eating, he was beheading, he was dumping. Using his love slave to d- ditch their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see the garbage bags? I can show them to you. And in the backyard. <laughs> oh my god. I had this perfect line in my head when I was watching the remake when he tries to save that neighbor chick who gets taken and she's kept prisoner mm. in Jerry's house. And he takes her out, but he but Jerry knows that she's going to disappear because she's already turned into a vampire because she was bitten. Yeah, he was fucking with him. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he was. But the thing is, he takes her outside, and then suddenly, as soon as they hit the sunlight, she turns into, like, just... She evaporates into dust. She explodes. Du- yeah, into dust. In fucking burning chunks. Although I kind of like that the leg kind of, like, popped out in the shadows and just stayed there. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice touch. But the thing I want to say is just, like, just she would have came to the door and be like, thanks for taking out the trash. Oh, that would have been like, oh my god, it oh, just dude. made the movie a little bit better. Mind douche, <laughs> yeah, mind <laughs> douche. Oh my god, and, and that would have been that would have been a little bit of a homage to the original one as We're well. Taking the trash bags, We're out taking the, the trash out. Yeah, the, the, the cop shows up and he's like, the ki- uh, kid said he saw you taking bodies out in uh, trash bags, and it's like, I can show you the trash bags. They're not full of bodies. They're full of cum. <laughs> my cum. You like cum? It's like, what do I look like? Dirty Harry? I love cum. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, if he's a vampire, I'm Dirty Harry. Let's go get us some cum. <laughs> oh, Black Sheriff. <laughs> oh, my God. Oddly enough, the remake had far less black people in the original. Yeah. Like, there was like three I counted in the original. <laughs> what, what What happened to racial fairness? I know. It went out the window. The only black guy I spotted was the fucking DJ in the club. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. He was literally the only, only black, black guy, guy in that movie. <laughs> Granted, the it's the bouncers were white in the remake. Granted, the bouncers were black in the original. Yes. Well, I'm not saying they should be the same, but like have a little, a few more people, like some diversity, please. In my I mean, movie, I, I know it's typecasting, but le- legitimately in TV and movies, bouncers are averagely in most situations your big black guys, or I, a really fat white guy, or really <laughs> fat white guy. <laughs> And I'm just like, every bouncer in this club is white. Every dancer in this club is white. Every actor in this place is white. Jesus Christ. That DJ was like, man, where are all the brothers at? You want to know where they're at? Fucking elsewhere because there's vampires up in this shit. And they don't want none of that. Word on, word on the street is if vampires are out, you get the fuck out. I know. I just rhymed out without, but I don't care. They don't care. Because they're not around when the vampires come around. Vampires is sharks. Sharks in the water. I ain't going in the water. <laughs> the water is Vegas. Two things we don't like. Vampires on the street and swimming. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Motherfucker, 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 I've been to crack houses uh, that weren't as scary as this shit. I've seen crack, crack hoes with better teeth than that. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that have been awesome if one of the victims was a black guy and then that was the end of the amazing. Jerry line. brings out his teeth he's like, bitch, I see crack horse with worse teeth than that. And he just gets like fucking like thrown. Killed? Yeah, killed. Like, <laughs> My cousin's got meth mouth and he looks better than this motherfucker up in here. 
Holy shit. But that would have been so Jim Crow, it would have been ridiculous. Oh, oh yeah. It would have been like, wow, they put a black guy with a speaking part, but they make it the most racist thing they possibly <laughs> the could. the only way they make it worse is the vampire ignores that comment, goes after one of the white people, and the black dude's just like, look out! Look out! He coming for you! <laughs> Don't open that door! Don't open that door! <laughs> Or just Jerry just completely ignores him. Like, I just don't like the dark meat. (laughs) (laughs) Racist vampires. Delicious. Like white people blood. (laughs) It's the best kind there is. Oh, man. (laughs) Definitely stacking the two movies up. First Fright Night is a solid 80s horror movie with good special effects, some cheesy moments, and just, it's like entertaining characters. This Fright Night... Couple good moments, and a lot of it is just like, when is this going to be over? Yeah, I, I it was it was really not holding my attention very well up until the point where David Tennant came in. Yeah. Um, we've said that a lot. David Tennant is a saving grace, not because his acting is solid, not because his character is great, but because his character is so over the fucking top. Um, I mean, we, we've mentioned that um, the that. Uh, the Peter Vincent in the original one um, is very over the top, but ten takes it another ten steps farther. Yeah, oh, I fucked up. Get it ten? Because no, never mind. <laughs> I will fuck you. Uh, oh, oh, he's fucked her. Mind her. Yeah, oh, and I fucked her too. I fucked her. I fucked her too. <laughs> yep, and her. Fucking, uh, he just he he made that movie. He was yep. he was the saving grace of that movie, as we've said over and over yeah. again. Um. Definitely, if you're going to watch these, check out the original 1985 uh, Fright Night. Fantastic 80s movie. Yes, the special effects are outdated to, to current standards, but of I think course they're they are. Fu- they're just fucking amazing, they, though. They are. Yeah. They are. All I'm going to say is goddamn melty, gooey bat human hybrid skeleton. Amazing. The best uh, would, way to end a vampire it, death. These, or. Uh, uh, wolf transformation. The wolf transformation. That is probably one of my favorite death scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. The sounds that came out of that kid made you feel pain. For oh, that. Was, oh, yeah. That was and the, nuts. the makeup was just... They had four, five, six different makeup sets that this kid wore through that transformation from wolf back into human. Yep. Because every time, obviously, they didn't have the digital effect where they could actually have him physically morphing in front of the camera. So Mm -hmm. what they had to do was they pan the camera away, come back, and he's a little bit different. They pan away, come back, he's a little bit different until he gets all the way human form. And holy shit, the fucking makeup in that scene was so selling. I mean, you saw the hair glued to his arm and the pasty blood fucking. Yeah, you know one of my. Do you know one of my favorite oh, transformation bits was. You saw a wolf paw. It melted into goo, and then all of a sudden, it formed into a skeletal hand, yes! and the muscle grew onto Holy it. Holy yep. That was yeah. one of the most inventive transformations of a wolf paw back into a into a human hand that I've ever seen. Well, the eighties the eighties held some amazing special effects that you just don't see yeah. anymore. Another another really good one, and it was a wolf transformation. Was uh, American Werewolf in London? Oh yeah, that one's um, yeah. Fucking a great. The first time he transforms into a wolf into the, in the apartment, and he's writhing on the floor, and you actually do see his face stretching out a little bit, and like the special effects are so damn good in like those old '80s horror movies, and I really miss 
that level of dedication to the craft of special effects in nowadays. Yeah. You you don't see many people doing that anymore. You've got guys like Guillermo del Toro who are real big into prop makeup. Um from time to time depending if it's situational or not you see Peter Jackson doing it with the the Rings movies and uh, and a little bit a little bit less in The Hobbit but he still touches with it um it, it's just it's a it's a dying art that I'm going to miss so much when it's gone mm-hmm. I think it's just cuz it has that tactile ability to be captured on film as real versus being you can tell, like, well, that's very good CGI, but I still know it's CGI. It's right. like it's it's called the uncanny valley effect, where something looks so real but so fake, and your your mind is like flopping between the two. Like it looks real here, but a second later, practical, it's fake. Practical yeah. makeup, in my opinion, will always be better because it will always look real because it is real. It's it's really there. Yeah. I, I can say that's a big selling point for this movie. Like yeah. go if you want to see just some cool special effects, check out the original Fright Night. Yep. It's a it's a must plug, must see that was, movie. That, that's that's one of the points we can't talk about enough is how damn good the special effects and makeup is in the original Fright Night. In your guys' opinion, um, was the remake a success or a fail? Just as a remake, <sighs> it was just as far as the standard term remake goes. It's a remake. It's a remake. Yeah. As a standalone movie by itself, without being compared to the original. I'd say it's a fail. Um, I, I didn't hold my attention other than David Tennant. I felt that the characters were flawed way too much to actually be able, be realistic. A couple interesting the like, vampire action. was too aggressive. Oh yeah, um, and that yeah. was that was a big flaw for it. I just as as a whole that movie the the remake it had like its good points, but it just as a whole it was it was the like original? it was like Swiss it was like yeah. a it was like a thin sliced piece of Swiss cheese. Now, it had too many holes, and the rest of it just couldn't hold. But to in the, the original, original, the original had boobies. The original well, did had, have boobies. It had boobies, yes. which yes, very which, important. Which is a trade off. The original had tits, which um, I want to say was ten minutes and five seconds in. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who don't want to watch the movie and you would much rather spend your time listening see the, to amazing see, podcasts, see the perky tits on a nice redhead than right. go to I mean, ten minutes five seconds. Ten, <laughs> ten minutes five seconds. I think it's actually right around ten oh six, ten oh seven. But I mean, if you go to ten oh five, you'll you'll this catch is, it no problem. This is going in the spank <laughs> reference library. Fright night. That ten was, minutes five seconds. And that whole scene was so overly sexualized. It was great. Oh it was great. I think it was the beauty of the film too is they made the vampire very sexualized like and how yeah. he like touched women and how he had this grace and air and it just it played off the whole tempting angle it almost um, played off of uh, my brother now, Kevin's uh, playbook where it's like he grabs the girl on the dance floor moves her hand on his ass it's like shh it's okay <laughs> now what, yes there was that the, the one thing you did you, you did say about is it a win or a, is it a, a win or a fail um, and I said and I, like I said um, as a standalone movie I think it's a big fail yeah um, I didn't enjoy it enough to be able to say I would recommend it as a standalone movie now if you do want to watch it watch the, the original first and then watch it watch the, the remake knowing what the original had to offer. I think you'll enjoy the remake a lot more, being able to compare the two. Because there's a lot of points that were kind of taken from the original and mixed in 
in a certain way to the new one. I think the and references make the movie. It does. It kind of makes you feel like, well, this is a remake of this movie because I can spot out all the things that it's very similar. Yeah, well, Versus I'm, a standalone movie, it's like, why the fuck are they in a club? Yeah, well, given given the over-obsessed uh, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood's obsession over remakes, if, if they could keep making the ones like Fright Night, I, I me personally... I think I'd be kind of happy because of given how many bad ones we've been given. Like, yeah. like Nightmare on Elm Street was a travesty. No, I'm not one of those guys that's saying that because it wasn't Robert England. I'm saying that because of the fucking structure of it. That that Freddy Krueger performance makeup was awful. Not not because it wasn't Robert England. That remake was terrible. I think we're gonna have to have you back for an, <laughs> for an episode for Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. because I disagree with you on that. Really? Uh, yeah, but we'll we'll talk about that another time. Okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. also probably bring you back for um, uh, uh, Halloween. The Halloween you, remakes. You maybe? Oh God, damn those remakes! Oh, you, that one I will uh! agree with you. They're awful. Like there, the first one was eh, okay, but it was still fucking bad. But there was some some things you could kind of Halloween, Halloween two, and we'll get into this yeah. way more when we cover that. But I hated that movie because I couldn't see a goddamn thing. <laughs> it was so fucking dark. There was no, did they use lighting at all? Uh, well, after after watching Halloween two. I stopped using the word fuck for like a year. Because <laughs> you spent them all. You used it up. You took the flavor of the word out for me. I am moving on. I am going to invent a new fuck word because you fucking ruined it. Me, crub. <laughs> for for being a person who's angry at the word fuck, you just said it a lot. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I um, intentionally did that. But I mean, no, we'll talk <laughs> We'll talk about all that shit another time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, there's... Final thoughts, sir. We could also uh, we'll uh, also oh. end up covering, I'm sure, Friday the Thirteenth. I actually didn't mind that remake. I didn't mind the remake, yeah. but at the same time, Friday the Thirteenth that's that's my jam for horror movies. But mm-hmm. well, again, we'll talk about it another time. Um, I think you might be our go-to guy for horror. <laughs> um, Honored, <laughs> just like your your brother, uh, who we will have one at some point, is gonna, probably going to be our go-to guy for kung fu movies. If I can recommend a movie, you two, you, you three could do together, uh, the Flying Guillotine. Flying Guillotine. Yeah. All right. I will keep that in mind. I'll add okay. it to the list. But uh, now, for the end of this episode, any final thoughts from you guys? Hmm. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Um, so. Indecisively, if you're going to watch one or the other, watch the original, uh, hands down. However, I do feel like the remake wasn't too bad. I mean, it wasn't as great as the original, but I think there are some things that you could take out of it. If you could still find it in your local Redbox, which I don't know about you guys, my area, I still find them, uh, rent it. It's $1.20. It's worth it. it. You can get some stuff out of it. Um, and that's kind of all I got on that. <laughs> All this vampire nonsense. Um, yeah, I, I, I have to agree. Just you know, check out the original, and then if you're interested, check out the remake. Um, definitely, first one is hands better over the one. It's very much in the same vein that uh, Return of the Living Dead was to zombie movies in the eighties, as Fright Night was to vampires in the eighties. It was a good reinventing that injected the 80s into an old genre film. Yeah. And that's where, like, Return of the Living Dead does it with zombies, where it's like, there's, like, a zombie powder that kind of gets dispersed through the air, and it turns things that breathe it, living or dead, into zombies, and people have to, like, try and find a way to stop this. 
it was the same way with like Fright Night introducing a vampire coming into suburbia. Yeah. Versus a vampire moving to England or something like that. It kind of it, it reinvented the genre film with it, that 80s flair and I think that's what helps the movie get makes it more digestible versus this remake feels like it's a remake. Like it it relies heavily on the original. Yeah. I I I'll agree with you that. I actually agree with a lot of points that both you have is the the remake, for as much as we've bashed it, and I will continue to bash it for probably the rest of my life, as long as it's brought up. Um, and sideswipe, van flip. Yeah, sideswipe, van flip. Fucking finger banging floor carpets. <laughs> horror, horror physics. What is this? Horror <laughs> physics. Yeah. Fucking whatever. It does whatever you want it to do. Um, I I think that the second one does have the the remake does have a lot to offer. Um, but I don't suggest seeing as a standalone movie. Like I said before, if you if you really want to watch the remake, watch the original first. Um, take in everything that it has to offer because, as we've all agreed, the original has a lot more to offer. I think it's an overall better movie. Um, and then take a, take the set the remake as you will, whether it be with a grain of salt or whether you really enjoy it. But you definitely need to see the original first, and you you need to be able to understand where some of the references came from and why certain things are relevant in the, in the remake. So that's, that's really all I have to say on that. Um, and I think that pretty much puts us at an end for this show. Um, thanks for listening to this obnoxiously long as fuck episode. Um, as always, I am Alec. I'm green goo in your shoes. And uh, say big thanks to our special guest. Uh, Mr. Jeff. And you guys have a good night. Thanks for listening to another episode.